This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Son has a shot! Welcome to the last word on Spurs. I am Richard Cracknell. You are Tottenham fans. You are celebrating wherever you are in this big wide world because I'm going to tell you no more than Tottenham 2, Arsenal 0. And more than that, yes, more than that. Can you believe it? Normally, normally, that is all you need to know. We are back 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 at the top of the premier league can you believe it what a day 
in North London on a day that saw 2,000, yes, count them, 2,000 Spurs fans back in the stadium. And even before I introduce our guest this evening, I just wanted to say what a magnificent noise and a representation of our club they made today. They were absolutely phenomenal. They talk about the 12th man sometimes. Well, there you go. If you go and look in the dictionary anytime in the future and it says 12th man, it will show you Tottenham v Arsenal today. They were superb. Well done, each and every one of you. Joining us this show is the one and only Jamie B. Jamie, evening to you. Yeah, good evening. Yeah, obviously really, really excited for the show. I was so proud of that performance tonight and what a magnificent performance it was. I thought every man, gave, you know, really fought for the badge. Um, and yeah, just a really, really good performance to move top of the league. Um, I think, you know, the, the only concern that I would have from tonight is, you know, we've got to go and do this against the big sides now. So hopefully um, for the rest of the season, <laughs> go and start doing it against bigger sides. Uh, yes, absolutely. Also, this show joining us from his den is Mr. Anthony Costa. Mr. C in the house. <laughs> How are you, boys? Oh, mate, I've, I had my voice left until about an hour ago. I had to like, drink loads of water because I, I didn't want to sound like, you know, Mr. Husky. But uh, I'll tell you what, we'll get, we'll get into it, but I'm absolutely buzzing. I may not sound it, but I am. So, uh, yeah, bring it on. Let's go. Keeping a lid on it for now. And lastly, but never leastly, I tell you what, that train at the moment, it's like one of them that runs through Japan. It's like a bullet train at the moment. There's no stopping it. It's Mr. Lee McQueen. Well, I tell you what, I've got to be honest with you. The amount of coal that I'm shoveling into the front end of this train is just <laughs> literally amazing. I'm, I'm causing all sorts of carbon issues across the planet. But it is being shoveled in and we are still top league. And I tell you what, there's nothing ever, nothing better than, than hearing the, the sublime Anthony Costa with a husky voice. So you keep husking all night, my man, because I'm telling you, we're going to get into it, listeners. And I'll be honest with you, I'll be honest with you right now, I'm absolutely loving this crazy train. Love lives to where we belong. Ah, Mr. Cocker bringing us the spirit of Mr. Cocker. Oh, Mr. Costa, Mr. Cocker. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, listen, I'm going to, oh, where do we start with this? Listen, I'm going to start with just a little overview before we get into the details of the game. Uh, Jamie, I'll start with you and the, just the overall performance and the way we set up and the way we took it to them. And I know I, I, I got this from the Amazon uh, documentary where they clipped a little bit of me when I was guesting on here. Mourinho masterclass. That's all I can say, but I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Jamie, take it away and a little bit overall, please. Yeah. Look, I, I think the thing that I've heard a lot about since, you know, kind of a, a couple of Joseph Mourinho performances is that we can't be proud of a performance like that. But I think if you look at the way that we defended, the way that we were so well organised, so well drilled as a team, and then going forward, you know, some, some of those counter-attacks were so sensational to watch. You watch Harry Kane week in, week out. You watch Xiong Min Son week in, week out. I mean, they are different players now. They are top, top draw. 
and kind of you know and there's also talk has the mentality shift changed it changed well I look we went tuning up against the big side yes obviously I joked at the start of the show but you know a North London derby these uh, where a form goes out the window they're always still going to be a tough side but we showed that we never really looked like we were going to concede and that's where the mentality is starting to change we believe that we can see out these results now um, and we just looked so well assured it was just such an organized performance fantastic on the counter-attack um, so yeah, really, really, really good performance. Super stuff. And I'll come to you. And um, surely, 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 only the waxy pea-hearted Spurs fans now can't be behind Mourinho. Can they? It's just like it has to be the most dwindling of smallest band of merry men, isn't it? Because it's just he gets results. He gets results. Oh, uh, can I add just one more to that gang, by the way? Graham Soonish. Graham Soonish heads that gang. If there is any waxy peed heart fans out there. M Mourinho, Jose again, just superb, wasn't he, the way he set us up? Brilliant. I mean, when the teams got announced, obviously, the, the, the big question was, where's Ndombele? Um, He obviously got asked. He said he, he declared himself not fit. Bit disappointing in, in Ndombele, but, you know, he, he knows his own body. But we set up. We've done the job, we got it done, and it was a Mourinho masterclass. It was a Mourinho masterclass. We, as Jamie said, we were well drilled, well disciplined, and I literally, for the first time in many years, I sat back not worried. And that's that's if people know me, that's very unlike me. So, you know, he, he's obviously making me believe. Do you know what I mean? And and I've, and I've been a fan for for many years on on and off. You know, every club he's gone to. All right, he was at Chelsea, and we all know that and what he did there. But they were well drilled. We're well drilled now. And he's got the players playing. Look at Kane dropping back, defending. Son coming in, bit helping out Regulon. Uh, Sissoko helping Oreo. Everyone's playing a part, and they're actually believing. My hat's off, and my hat's off has to go to my personal man of the match, which was Pierre Milhoiber. Hoiber was unbelievable today, and. As I said many times on this pod with the lads, he was the missing piece of the jigsaw that we've been wanting. And he's there now and he was cheering tackles. He was just doing brilliant today. And the whole team, the spirit was fantastic. And what he's brought was it's just unbelievable. And, I, and I'm buying into it. I love it. You know, it's just, you know, people can't complain. If they are going to complain, what can you say to them? You know, show them the lead, show them the form. And, you know... Just enjoy it. Enjoy it while, it while we can. Brilliant stuff. Lee, coming to you, we had a starting 11 today of uh, Lloris in goal, back after a week of um, some doubts as to whether he was going to make it or not. Oria, Toby, Dyer and Regulion. Uh, Hoiberg, Sissoko, Lo Celso, Bergwijn, Son and Kane. And, of course, everybody's saying no Undembele. But um, did we... Did we miss it? He is a miss. He is. So a little bit from you about today. Hang on, mate. Oh, talking about celebration. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cheers, listeners. Do you know what I mean? Happy days. Salute. <laughs> exactly, mate. Vamos. Uh, we've just beaten uh, beat, beaten our North, uh, well, South London uh, team, 2-0 uh, in the North London derby. As Ant and Jamie said, we sit top of the league. Uh, we've got the best defence uh, in the league. 
Um, uh, and we've scored uh, as many goals as, uh, as, the, as the next person. Best goal difference, uh, joint top goal difference as well, along with Chelsea. Um, Dyer can't do it at this level. He cannot do it. He cannot defend at this level, Dyer. Aurier is an absolute liability at this level. Absolute liability. And I put my hand up. I was the fellow that was saying Aurier needs to go. He's a liability. Outstanding tonight, I thought. It was absolutely outstanding. Jose Parks and Bus, they had two shots on target. Two shots on target. That's what they had. He might be parking buses. He might be parking 50 buses. We're top of the league. Best defence in the Premier League. Absolutely uh, it's, it's, it's outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Absolutely loving it. I think the team, um, other than the on Dembele thing, I think the team picks itself. Um, it's very, very interesting seeing Bale um, being part of that squad, being part of that process of getting back up to speed and not getting on the pitch tonight. It was a game again where um, where you would probably go, we don't, we didn't need to bring Bale on. It's quite interesting hearing Mourinho. He sucked me in. I don't care what anyone, you know, he is. He's got me. He sucked me in. His post-match uh, um, uh, press conference or his interview afterwards saying, why, why do we need to press? We're 2-0 up. You know, why, why, why would we risk doing go and get another goal? We don't, we don't need to. I thought the mentality, as Jamie just said, is changing. We played City. Bang, shut him out. We played Chelsea. Bang, shut him out. We played Arsenal. Bang, shut him out. That's three of the big boys with seven points, all three shutouts. Is outstanding. And I'll be honest with you, I'm looking on Twitter, on social media, I'm looking for these leave you out banners. I'm looking for them. I'm thinking, where's the next plane coming? Where, 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 where? It's, it's, it's very strange. Very, very strange. <laughs> well said. True story, well said. Package, mate. True story. <laughs> Jamie, I'll come back to you and I'll dive straight into one of our listeners' uh, questions. Thank you once again, everybody for downloading and listening and all your questions that come in over social media. We really do appreciate them. Uh, at Capetta Daniel said, is Bell going to play an important part this season due to his defensive capabilities versus Bergwijn and Mora? So I know in the last show that we actually discussed is Bell going to get his fitness back, Bell 2.0, 1.0. But... Is it now just a case that Val is a bit of a round peg in a square hole that Jose's got got up and running here? Yeah, I thought a game like tonight, you wouldn't. I'm not too surprised that we didn't see him. Would you expect Gareth Bell to go and put in a shift like Bergvine or Lucas Woods defensively? I don't think he really suits that kind of mould. I think there'll be perfect opportunities for him to come into the team. Uh, I think when we play lesser sides, I think that that's when Gareth Bale will get introduced because then we won't be doing so much defending. There'll be more attacking. Um, and I think that, that that's when we'll see him. I think against when we're playing the likes of City and we're having to really defend a lot, um, Bale just doesn't really fit that mould. But there is definitely, definitely a place for him in this side. I think he's a guy, as we saw against Brighton, his quality came on and told at the end. And that's what we'll see throughout the season. We'll see Bale introduced or we'll see him start and he'll kind of come on and make the difference. So, um, yes, obviously, it's, it's you know, there will be obviously con concern that we haven't seen him a lot and it is frustrating. But there'll be the right moment for him. And he, I'm, I'm very confident that Bale will play a big part this season. Jamie, just to, just to make a point, when you say when we play lesser sides, we'll see him. <laughs> is that the teams that are from 15th downwards? Like, uh, because uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I think I, that's I, where today's opponents yeah, are, isn't it? Oh, that, that's true. I mean, yeah, you'd probably, I think 15th is probably as low as it goes because that's quite far down. So, um, yeah, I, th I mean, yeah, obviously uh, today was just an exception then, we'll say. 
<laughs> and coming back to you, and in that first half, we got uh, how many minutes in? Let's have a look at my notes here. He says, listeners, can you hear the page turning? Look, yes, I do make notes. Nine, uh, no, two minutes in, two minutes in, and Xhaka with an absolutely scything tackle. It's a stonewall yellow uh, yellow card all day long. Yeah, doesn't yeah. get issued now. I don't care if it's minute two or minute 92. If like, There's no such thing anymore, is there, as giving somebody a bit of an early chance. And I thought in that whole first half, we was actually playing against 11 men and the ref. We got, we got nothing in that first no, half. Shaka should have got carded for that, shouldn't he? Absolutely. I mean, it was just a stumble yellow card. As you said, whether it's the second or 92nd, um, I think... He wanted to make his presence known, and and you know, lo and behold, he did. But then, you know, Lacelso done a, you know a few little niggles as well when he gets carded. That's why he had to come off because you know they were on him, and it could have gone, it could have got a lot worse. So Mourinho again made the right subs, and I think we dealt with him. We dealt with him. You know, Thomas Party. A lot of my Arsenal mates were going, "Yeah, what's Thomas Party? He's going to turn you boys inside out." He was quiet. Yeah, you know, we cut down a couple of things, but he was quiet. We kept him out. As I said, when we first started talking, he got us, Marino's got us disciplined, well-drilled, everything. Everyone knows their job. There's no liabilities anymore. And, I, you know, for, for me to say that, people that know me, you know me, cracks. How many times have we spoken? He's a liability, he's a liability, yeah, he shouldn't yeah, play. There, yeah. There's no one on that pitch that doesn't deserve a place. A few players weren't up to, up to speed, but... As a whole, it was it was superb, and I think we we gave as good as we got. It was brilliant. Coming to you, Lee, this uh, Thomas Party hype and uh, him coming back, and it just seemed like all this week leading up to this game, there seemed to be a little bit of a disinformation war, didn't there? With Loris maybe not starting, Kane not starting, Thomas Party not starting. Then Party starts, he ended up a bit more like a silent disco, didn't he? He did, he did. And, and obviously, you know, uh, was a, a key part in, a, in our second goal as well, in, in the sense of being injured or Saint weren't right there. He was clearly rushed back, um, you know, into into a situation where where he arguably shouldn't have been playing. And look, he's got some qualities, there's no doubt. But um, I thought in the half that he played, Spurs had the better of it anyway. You know, to, to be fair to, uh, to Mikel Arteta and to Arsenal, Probably forcing the change, but um, uh, Sabias came on and 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 he started to run the game a little bit better in the second half for them, right? So um, you know these things kind of maybe balance themselves out, uh, you know, happen for a reason. But uh, very interesting. I, I thought that Kane was always going to play. There was there was total, excuse my language, total shithousery from Jose about Kane not playing, and you know. I, I think uh, Gary Neville summed up brilliantly on MNF uh, th this week when he talks about Klopp trying to get an advantage or trying to get marginal advantage over the whole twelve thirty kickoff thing and you know the Des uh, Kelly uh, Kane Klopp didn't he had, had him on toast uh, in the interview and um, and I think you know Jose is doing the same thing he's a master at it you know you talk about masterclass on the pitch masterclass at mind games or just little advantages keep keeping the opposition guessing keep and. Un are they going to play this way? Are they going to play that way? And even us fans, like we, we've seen it this year. We were thinking maybe today, with that line-up, with what we were going after, maybe we'd, we'd get on a bit more of the front foot. And I think we did for the first 
maybe 15, 20 minutes or so. They, yeah, had more ball in us. I'm not that too fussed about that. But I thought, I thought in the first half, we played really, really well. Got the two goals. A, a devastating time as well. A relatively early goal and then right on the stroke of half-time, which, which, which makes a difference, doesn't it? You know, everyone always says goals change games, but the timing of goals... Um, also is relevant to, uh, to to the way the football match kind of pans out. So, you know, I thought that to the way we set up and the way that we were and the, the, the work that we got through, I, I've, said, I've said it on here before and I'll say it again, I say it in all my, my, speak, in my speaking gigs that I do and everything I do in terms of my coaching, the way that I set my businesses up, my own teams, anybody, anybody in life that wants to be successful has to have a work ethic. They have to. It, it runs through every single successful person I've ever met in, in whatever field that they do. And this team, and, I, and I'm so proud, like I'm sitting here today, I've got my cock on my chest. I'm so proud because this team is a workforce and it is literally just working. And no one is too big for the team. No one is, I don't want to do that anymore. And if you don't want to do it, you don't play. And, and I think that for me, Crackers, is the most... I'm going to sound like Joe says, it's ridiculous. He's totally sucked me in, but that's the most important thing. If you're going to win something, if, if the crazy train is going to batter through everybody and get to the end of the season and, and trophies are coming, as, as our very own Chris Cannon always says, you have to pull in the right direction. The train needs to pull in the right direction. And that work ethic and that, that, that relentless work ethic, you, you go and read any book, listen to any audio book, look at anyone that's successful. None of them are lazy. None of them don't care. All of them are the complete and utter opposite. And this is a lesson. This is a lesson for everybody or anyone that wants to listen to me, waffle on. If you want to be successful, what you do, you work your absolute backside off. And that is what this team is doing to a man. And that is why it is so, so pleasurable. And when you've got pundits on Sky that are consistently saying, oh, this and that, whatever, they, they should understand the, the ethic of a team. You have got winners in that team, like massive winners, like Graham Stunis won everything in the game. He should know how much, how, how important crackers it is to work so hard as a team. And that should be appreciated. Our defence tonight was absolutely outstanding. And the reason why it was so good, not because we got battered by 15 shots at goal. We didn't. They had two shots on target because yep. the way we set up crackers was outstanding. And that, that's my take. I know I've waffled on a little, little bit, but my passion is because you can see it developing. If you can't see this now, as a Tottenham Hotspur fan, if you can't see what's happening in front of your eyes, you've got to wake up. Something's happening here. And, and I'm, I coined a phrase from Chris Cowling. Trophies are coming, man. Yes, Mr McQueen. Yes, <laughs> Do you know yes, what, yes. Rich? Boys, yes, do you know what? Coming to what Lee was saying, we don't get enough credit. No one gives us credit. Pundits, no. ex-players, this player, that player, they don't give us credit. They want it, They want us to fail. That's yes. why I'm loving what I'm seeing because they can't say nothing. The whole thing after, excuse me, the whole thing after the, uh, the game today, oh, how can Arsenal get out of this situation? Hold on a minute. What about how, how good we defended and how good we played as a team? We never get it. I just heard some sport moaning, moaning. Oh, what about Arsenal? Can they do this? I feel sorry for Arsenal. No, because no one was saying that about us. It's an absolute joke. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just passionate because it upsets me because we've, we've been, this time last season before Mourinho come, all right, it was the end of the posh era. We were sitting in 13th, 14th. 
hadn't won an away game in 11 months. Poch, uh, Marino's come in and changed it. Changed it. Oh, I say kind of a bit, but that's what managers do. We haven't changed the old team. We've brought in a few players that were needed. And look at us now. Is it going to last all season? Probably not. Are we going to get top four? Probably yes. Are we going to get a trophy? Fingers crossed. But you have to admire the way we've been as a team. Yeah. I, I think the other thing as well is we're so difficult to beat now. You'll look at the teams that we've played. They'll say they exactly. don't want to play us. And I think a lot of the analysis tonight was you look how good, you know, or the way Arsenal were playing and, and Mikel Arteta and they were probably discussing well, we're doing everything we can here. We're throwing everything at Spurs and we still can't break a way through. And, and that's the massive thing. If teams are throwing everything they've got at us and they can't still can't break us down, we've got clean sheet against Chelsea, clean sheet against Manchester City and now clean sheet against Arsenal. You know, we, we're now a really, really horrible team to play and, and no one's going to want to try and face us. And boys, don't you love that? Don't you love that? Sorry, yeah, totally, uh, totally, listeners. And, and I'll throw something else into the mix. Leeds were playing lovely football yesterday, weren't they? Absolutely lovely. All this beautiful football league. They lost 3-1. Right? Exactly. They had two shots on target. They lost 3-1. They had less possession than Chelsea. Chelsea battered them. The Wolves. Oh, Wolves are such a good team. They're amazing. They're so brilliant. They're losing 2-0 because they're, they're, they're passive in their play. They're shocking. When you look at the way we're set up, when you look at... Well, not Burnley. We're not... Burnley at the like, bottom three, the table. That's where they are. Sheffield Giant, they're, bottom, they're in the bottom three. We're top of the league. We're top of the league playing this football. The team that wins the Premier League this season, and this is from Jamie from the Daily Hotspur, my, our very own Jamie, you said it last week. The team that wins the Premier League is a team who's got the best defence. And at the moment, and at the moment, we've got the best defensive record in the Premier League. And we need to celebrate their defence. We need to celebrate it. It's as good as a goal. That... Sorry, crackers. I know I'm probably stealing the bloody. Um, uh, no, you carry on. You carry right. on. No one comes to listen to me. That tackle from Toby Alderweireld, right on the um, on the Bamiyang, right the second half. That's as good as a goal. That's as good as a goal. That's outstanding defending. Who who even spoke about Toby Alderweireld? In the in the, in the um, after the game, no one. It was a brilliant goal. Uh, brilliant goal. You know, uh, as good as a goal. Sorry, you know, this is the thing. The art of defending is it, it doesn't make Jose uh, a dinosaur. It makes him a winner. He's won everything in the game in every other club. He's the only manager versus Clark versus Pep Guardiola that's done it in three different leagues. He's won championships in three different leagues, and he does it in this way. We need to embrace that. And we Absolutely. need to, is it, is it uncomfortable, <clears throat> Ant, sometimes? Is it uncomfortable, of listeners? Of course it is. No. Spurs are going to, we're going to mess this up because we're innately thinking, we're, we're not going to mess it up. That, that is, the, it's not going to happen now. We, we're going to win Sank and we're not going to win Sank. We're going to win this big stuff. It's unbelievable. Exactly. Rich, Rich, I'll come to you. Let me, let, let me, throw, it, let me throw it to you. All right. We, we had a, you know, what, we laugh about now, but me and you had a massive thing done this time last year when Mourinho took over. Yep. Are you buying into what he's doing now or are you still sitting on the fence, you know, saying, oh, well, I haven't been brought up as a Spurs fan to watch this, in inverted commas, boring football? Well, that kind of feeds into just to give a little overview for any listeners outside of the UK. But the UK coverage here after the game 
we had an ex-player in Graham Soonis, a Liverpool legend, and he, and he was, and a, and a great player, was bemoaning the fact that Spurs fans won't put up with that type of football for too long and, uh, and making decisions for us. And, yeah, there, there's kind of still two camps of those that have bought into Mourinho, and there's still a a very very small band of people that just can't that just can't have him and the way way he plays now and then there's people like myself who when Mourinho came and took over was absolutely devastating. I was, I, you know, I just no, you was. I, I couldn't have Mourinho's uh, as a person. I couldn't have his football. But then, do you know what happened? He became our manager. He became. Uh, he became Tottenham yeah. manager. He became one of us. And when when he does, when he when that happened, you kind of go, oh, I get this. This is me personally speaking. I can't speak for everyone, but personally, I went, you know what? That's who I want. And he's a bit like some of these players, like, <laughs> and they're, they're normally players that he actually bought. Players like Diego Costa, Didier Drogba. They were players that you absolutely hated. You hate Luis Suarez. I mean, aside from all what went on with the racism and just in a football context, you hated Suarez. But when he was your player, oh man, you you love. And Jose is is the managerial version of Didier Drogba, the managerial version. He buys players in his own image. So I've totally bought into him. I feel like, you know, get, get me a big bowl of humble pie. Nom, 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 nom. I'll, I'll eat it all up. Because what he's doing now is just just magnificent. How can you it's, be it's, upset with you this? Give that again? You? I, need, I, need exactly. you eat, I need you to eat that again. How'd it go? How'd it go? Nom, 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 nom. Leave him so that's a little overview for anybody outside of the UK because we have a ton of listeners in Australia and in the States and they may have not have seen that whereby the pundits on the UK coverage was bemoaning that this just isn't the Tottenham way. But the Tottenham way, not since the, the 60, early 60s and the early 80s, has really bore much through, has it? So so I mean, I'm going with it. I'm going to trade. Boys, look at that. So, exactly, so exactly. Look at look at that. The other them lot across the road, down the road from us. That invincible year that they they keep going on about every every year about us. They didn't play amazing football week in week out because they couldn't. We drew against them, and, and that was the worst day of my life. Them winning, them winning the league at our ground. I was there. I had nearly tears in my eyes. It was horrible, horrible. But they still went and won it. Weren't great football all the time. No, and that's exactly. what. That exactly. That's why we have to get behind the manager. All right, people have got their opinions, fine, but are we not? Are we not Tottenham fans? Are we? Not, don't we want to see Hugo or Harry going on and Wembley Way and lifting up a cup or winning the Premier League at White Hart Lane? Oh my word! I would, I would die a happy man. Yeah, and at the moment, I am very, very happy. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, listen. Coming back to today's game. And uh, poor old Jamie, he's gone off and had a full four-course uh, Sunday roast whilst we, whilst we debated all that. So I'm going to give him the great honour of, on 13 minutes, 
talking us through that first goal from from Sonny, which was just uh, listen. I've already spoke too much, Jamie. The floor is yours. Tell us all about that goal. Yeah, again, I mean, again, it was obviously Kane and Son combining. Um, and I thought Kane, again, you know, magnificent performance from Kane. Um, and obviously people, I think lots of people kind of criticise the way that he drops deep and the role that he's got now. But I had a couple of messages from my mate saying, there is no debate now. Harry Kane surely is the best number nine in the world. And then there was kind of talk, you know, maybe Cristiano Ronaldo compares to him. But look who we're comparing him to now. Look, he's being compared to Cristiano Ronaldo. And that just shows you um, kind of what how he's thought of now. Um, now that his role's become a lot more involved in the game. He's dropping deep. He's creating chances. So magnificent from him. Um, and then that Sunga was just incredible. Um, and it, it was just a typical Jose Mourinho counter-attack goal. It was, you know, one end to the other. Um, and then Sun, you know, you've, when you've got that sort of quality with Sun and Kane, um, that, that kind of tells the difference. You know, you look at Arsenal, yes, Aubameyang's a quality player, Lacazette can be a quality player on his day, but, you know, th these two were head and shoulders above them and, and to have that quality really, for me, told the difference. So um, it was a magnificent goal and, uh, yeah, re really good again from both of them. Uh, staying with that goal, Lee, and um, I did notice that, uh, as Kane put that ball through, I don't know if anybody else saw this, Ant and Lee, when um, Arteta went absolutely bananas on the edge of his technical area. He could see that Kane ball and he put Sun in. And he, it was almost as if five, ten seconds before that went in, he knew what was coming. He just, he just knew it, didn't he? He could see oh. that Kane had sived them open. Do you, do you know what was really interesting? I mean, it's, it's world-class, absolute world-class. Anyone that's sitting there going, oh, yeah, you know, I don't like this football, whatever. I mean, that, that move was absolutely sublime. I mean, what a finish. And what I love about it as well was Son took it so early. That is the key. You took it so early. You've, you know, he had he had some time. He, you could see what he wanted to do. He wanted to get back on his right foot. And he wanted to almost use the defenders just to, you know, to guide it and to bend it in. He didn't snatch it enough and like, just guided it in. But he took it quite early. Like it, you know, a lot of other players, and this is what, you know, you're talking about, Jamie saying about the best number nine in Kane, you, you got Son there. And, you know, taking that early, that extra couple of seconds or whatever, he, he couldn't get, the goal kick couldn't get set. And he just, he just pinged it and it was absolutely brilliant. What a finish. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, I... I I'm a season ticket holder, block 252. I, I applied for the ballot. I, I didn't get a ticket for, for, for today. Um, and I, you know, I was off my sofa today just going absolutely ballistic. I mean, it was just brilliant, guys. Listeners, I was now, but we all were. It was such a good goal. Was, I'm so enjoying watching that. Um, and it was it was brilliant. It was a world-class finish, wasn't it, Crackers? World class. It was just, it was, it was absolutely incredible. But and coming to you, that this new role that Kane seems to be playing with his deeper assisting, and and that ball through to Sonny was just, it was absolutely world class, wasn't it? It was well. I don't know. I don't know much to say because the boys are taking words out of my mouth. It was sublime. It was brilliant. It was superb. Because I, I took, I'll be honest with you, it, it was so quick that I was, one minute I'm like, I've seen the ball, then I've seen the ball in the, in the back of the net. It was just bang, bang, quick football. And 
All these people saying that Kane and Son wouldn't score goals under Mourinho surely are in their hats now, boy, I tell you. Because them two together are just the best number nines, tens, tens and nines in the world. Absolutely brilliant. And I can't give Sonny any more credit. He, he was brilliant today. He didn't do a lot, but what he did do, it was brilliant. He scored a goal, helped defend and got a result. And that's what it's all about. The, um, the stats of our possession today, I think they roughly worked out to about 70%, 30%. But of course, it's what you do with it. And Jamie, coming to you, in that 30% possession and two goals, surely we are now the most efficient team in Europe, aren't we? It's just, it's absolutely incredible what we do when we have actually got possession, isn't it? exactly the way that we can kind of go from defending for long periods and then we're quickly countering on them we saw the Arsenal kind of as we said it was it just happened so quickly um, and that's kind of the way that we are now as a team we can defend so well and then we can kind of break on teams in an instance we saw the same against Manchester City when we scored um, some fantastic counter-attacks we've seen it plenty of times uh, under Jose Mourinho but the way that we're able to kind of quickly transition into attack um, is just so it's so difficult to defend against. Um, you know, when when we've drawn teams so high up the pitch, it's it is just it's it's, it's incredible to watch, and, that, and that's something that I've really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, obviously fantastic the way that we were kind of able to score those goals today. One thing I've got to say about Mourinho, a genius way is bringing Ledley to the coaching staff because it wasn't. Mourinho, I, look at me, I'm the best. I've won this and I've won that and I'm going to say the orders. Ledby's on that touchline. When did you ever see our, um, Arteta's right-hand man or their coach on the sideline stage? You didn't. That's what I'm saying. They've all brought into it. Ledby, club legend, loves the club, will bleed blue and white. All right, Mourinho's not from North London, but he's brought him in because he knows that the players will listen to him. He knows that the players will buy into what he's, he's saying. And it's, it's given us rewards. Look at us. He's not got a defensive coach that doesn't know the club, doesn't know the league. He's got, the, he's got one of our best ever defenders. No, there, right next to him. And, it's and a I great shout. What's that, yeah, Lee? No. It's, a, it's a great shout with Ledley. And you saw him on a touchline today, you know, arms up in the air, getting involved, Northland on the derby. He knows the club. I think it's really interesting, uh, Crack, as you talked earlier um, a minute ago about, you know, surely we must have kind of, you know, uh, be one of the top clubs in Europe in terms of efficiency and, and putting people to the sword with the amount of chance we're having. But I'm having a look. I've got the blue book out, listeners. I've got the blue book out. It is. It is. It's here. It's, it's here. here. It's, it's, it's I feel coming. like we should have some intro music for it. I know, to be mate. honest. We get some cra crazy chain emojis. But look, here's the thing, <laughs> right? When you look at the amount of clean sheets and goals conceded and all that sort of stuff, do you know the biggest thing that Tottenham have had this season in the Premier League? This is, this is a mind-blowing stat. Errors leading to goals. How many? How many errors leading to goals? Bearing in mind, we've got Dyer that can't do it. Aurier's a liability. Shocking, you know, changing goalkeepers. Well, so Anthony's saying four. Jamie, you're saying one. Crackers. What oh, go to? middle one, two. Go on. Two. two, yeah. Do you know how many is? Zero. Zero errors leading to goals. That is a Ledley. That is a Jose. That is a team performance of making sure that we are not going to give up our goal. I, I, I actually, I'm so proud of that. 
the best of uh, one of the best performances that I enjoyed, me personally, the most under Potticino was when we went away to Borussia Dortmund. We annihilated him in the first in, in the first leg, and we were amazing, right? Um, not in the first leg, yeah, it was the first leg, wasn't it? And then we went away and we beat him one 0 on the counter, and we were defended magnificently. But we had block shots, and Hugo had a world in this that, and the other. The amount of saves that Hugo Lloris or our goalkeeper has had to make this season that across all of the eleven games that we've played, twenty seven. 27 got, uh, saves. That's like two saves a match, two, maybe three saves a match. That's it. In a match, the whole match. You know, no, zero errors leading the goals. Us Tottenham fans are totally inbuilt with errors. Absolutely. Somebody's going to make a snake. Sanchez has always got a, a you know, he's a liability, you know, always a red card waiting to happen. We've all said it. Listeners, you know where we are. Mm-hmm. Zero errors leading to goals. Absolutely phenomenal. Long may that continue. That's an incredible stat. And coming to uh, to you, and as uh, Lee said, uh, what a time to score a goal. The times that we scored the goals today as well. Yeah. An early settler and on 45 plus one minutes. May I just add, this was after another two Xhaka fouls, which went unpunished. I mean, Lacelso did get yellow card just before the goal for a first tackle. So, which just completed a first half of a ref that absolutely gave us nothing at all. No. Serge Aurier in the edge. He, he was in his own box, wasn't he? He was actually in his own box. Out to Lacelso, out to Son, out to Kane and goal. And yeah. he absolutely nearly brought the goal down with it. But oh, Serge Aurier, you know, as Lee just said, a red card waiting to happen. Now, he walks into any team. He's created that second goal. What a, what a turnaround. What has happened to Serge Aurier? I'll tell you what's happened. Is he's, had, he's got competition. He's got Matt Doherty breathing down his neck. You know, he wants to get into the, you know, I know he'll get into the Ivory, Ivory Coast side, of course he will, but it's still, if he didn't get enough games, does he go, does he not? He, he's been brilliant. And hats, hands up, he's been, you know... Uh, We've all been critical of him in the past because of he's, he's made mistakes and facts are facts. Under Poch, um, a little bit under Mourinho last year, but now he's just a different player. And he created that goal from, the, from our area, from our own box. And it was just quick football. I love quick football. We've been brought up with fantastic wingers over the years, do you know what I mean? And, and quickness and sharpness. And what Serge done was, was, was fantastic. And... He's just he's just brought into life because you know he he probably loved he really loves Mourinho you can tell and he's got competition you know don't 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 anyone on the bench today so what does yeah. that tell you prove yeah. it shows that he trusts Aurier go out there do your thing just don't make mistakes you've got Sissoko who's been very very good as well doing two jobs all the time and as I said when we first started talking Koibier just my man of the match man my boy I love him. Absolutely love that bloke. <laughs> and you saw him, he was he was cheering, winning tackles or kicking the ball away, you know, things like that. We've never had that. We haven't had that for many, many years. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. listeners, forgive me if I'm wrong, but correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I haven't seen that. And coming to your question, hats off to Serge, mate, because he's been brilliant. Uh, Jamie, coming to you. Yes, of course, Harry Kane this season again. 
and Hoiberg's come in and big, uh, been magnificent. But surely Serge Aurier, given where he was, has to be in contention for our player of the season. Because even if he's not getting to Kane levels, he's, he's not, he's, doesn't play in Kane's position. But where you look where he was to where he's come, he has to be in contention for that player of the season, doesn't he, so far? Yeah, I mean, look, there was a reason why he was at PSG. Um, I think that we, because he was obviously a quality player. And I think there's always, we've always seen, there's definitely talent in there. But we knew there was kind of that, he had that moment in him where he could make a mistake. But this year, he just looks so more composed. He's um, he's kind of eliminated those mistakes. And I think that, that, that ultimately, that does come down to the fact that um, he's got a manager that believes in him. I remember putting out a report on Daily Hotspur that Jose Mourinho told Sergio Aurea that he'd make him the best right back in the in the league, and obviously he's a man. He's a manager that's totally kind of um, given him that belief, and he's and he's repaying him at the moment. Um, defensively, he just looks so assured. Um, he's able to get forwards, um, and it just all round, he's become a. He just seems to become a lot more mature, and um, yeah, it's been obviously magnificent, and and he's such a crucial part of this team because he, he kind of shows that one quality, one of the top qualities that Spurs have, and that's that desire to kind of win the ball back. Um, and yeah, he's been magnificent so far and, and was absolutely superb against Arsenal. Great stuff. OK, so Spurs go into the break, 2-0 up, absolutely cruising. We're going to take a little break as well. Half time for us, half time in the Spurs game. We'll be back to discuss the second half. Not nearly as exciting as the first half, but listen... We managed the game. There was an excitement in the management. So don't go anywhere and we'll be back to discuss the second half and more. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people enabling organisations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. Welcome back to the last word on Spurs. We're looking at Tottenham 2, Arsenal 0. We're absolutely loving Tottenham 2, Arsenal 0. But hey, like I said in shows before, if you want to make omelettes, you've got to break eggs. And really, a team of our quality, we should be skittling these teams in the lower half of the league, shouldn't we, at home? Just another day at the office for Jose Mourinho and the boys. But enough about down in the lowly reaches of 15th, 16th place. Uh, before we get into the second half, I'll, uh, I'll start with you, Lee. Let's, uh, let's try and put a little bit, of, uh, little bit of light and shade on the show. And as it currently stands with uh, Liverpool 4-0 up uh, against Wolves uh, whilst we're recording, they now join us on 24 points in second. We're above them on goal difference with uh, absolutely the same wins, draws and losses. Chelsea in third with 22 points. Leicester in fourth on 21 points. And Man United with a game in hand on 19 points. Man City played 10, 18 points. So there's, you can throw a hat over that top six at the moment, really. Um, it's so, the big six, isn't it? It's the, I've got to say that. It's the big six, isn't it? You know, yes. That is the big six, isn't it? Correct. Week, 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 yes. Week. Yeah. 
So uh, what I'm saying is there's this, <laughs> we are, we're the big six, of course we are. And we lead the big six, of course we do. But just to try and throw a little bit of devil's advocate into this, yeah. some of those mm-hmm. in that top six are being perceived as not really having great seasons at the moment, not really hitting their straps. We're doing very well, but only a couple of points ahead. So is have we got to cool our jets a little bit with this leading up to Christmas and beyond? Yeah, I mean, I think there's some real, realism there. I like, I like the light and shade. I, I, you know, we did this last week and I think it's important. I mean, when you look at the two Manchester clubs, they, they finished in Europe very, very late compared to anyone else. They didn't have a pre-season. And, you know, bowl accounts, Ollie at the wheel was, you know, potch income in every other match that he loses, right? And they're only two, with their game in there, they're only two points behind us. You know, City have had an absolute shocker. They haven't lost two games. They've only lost two games. You know, you look at Leicester, they've lost four games, but they're, they're, they're up there with their late winner today. So you have to, I think, what pleases me most, which is the light bit, which is we are top of the league. We've put ourselves in that situation. We've never, ever, in, in, in the last brilliant years of Spurs, so I'll say the last six or seven years since we've been really good, we've never been at the top of the table this long. We haven't, we haven't done it. We're leading the pack. We're driving the train. The crazy train is rolling. And that's testament to where we've got to. We've put ourselves there. Now we've got to stay there. Now we've got to consistently win games, consistently be there. Because you know Liverpool are turning walls over, like you just said, Crackers, right now. And for for a weird night over at uh, Aston Villa, you know, they'd, they'd be above us probably on goal difference. But they, they conceded seven that night, which is why which is why our goal difference is so good. Then we play them in a couple of weeks' time at Anfield. It's a real tough game. And the fact that they've got, you know, their goalkeeper's been in and out. You know, their, their star defenders are out for the season. You know, their second star defenders out for the season. They're having a shocker. You know, all of this, you know, um, uh, Salah's had COVID as well. So he's been in and out. Yet they're still right up there. This is how relentless the Premier League is. So we're not getting carried away in terms of, yeah, we're going to win it. But we are celebrating the fact that we're our top of the league. We're doing really, really well. You know, the best teams in the Premier League, and we're fighting with them. We're, we're up against, we're going toe-to-toe. We, we might run out of steam. We might go on a bad run. I think that's the other, the, the, like on the light and shade side. The shade side is that we are in our best form ever. We, we, we've only lost one game in the Premier League. That was the beginning, you know, the last 10 were unbeaten. Our run will come to an end at some point. How do we pick ourselves up from that run? How do we work? You know, when we were so, when I was lambasting the team in the last pod, against Lask, and rightly so, and still in my opinion, but that, that result almost didn't matter. Do you know what I mean, Crackers? Whereas actually, if we do that in the Premier League, that's going to kill us. You know, one defeat, and everyone else wins, and we're, all of a sudden we're sixth, and then we're chasing again. So it's, it's relentless, and that's what, you know, has Jose given the players the mentality? Have we got the mentality? Have we got the defensive piece? Every day, every game, sorry, that we play, and we, we don't concede, Every game that we play and we get another three points is another confidence boost. It's another shot in the arm. It is another piece of, you know what, belief. We we might do this. We can do this. And do not get me wrong, in that dressing room, they are going to be thinking, let's go, let's go, let's go. One game at a time, but let's get it done. You know, they're not thinking they're ponies. They're thinking that they're, they're, they're thoroughbreds. They believe in themselves. We've got world-class players all over the gaff. So... The light and shade is, is, you know, United and City, they're rolling. Don't even worry about that. You know, the fact, and this is what we said about that little mini league. Do you remember, Crackers? We talked about this a couple of yeah. uh, a couple of yeah. pods ago. That mini league was so important. We've now played three games. 
We've shut out City, Chelsea and Arsenal in three games. We couldn't have said that in years gone by. No goals scored against us. Absolutely brilliant. Got seven points. Let's go again. We've got Palace, Liverpool and Leicester City. If we can get another seven points out of that lot, we're in the title race. No, make, make no bones about it. We are. Excellent stuff. Loving it, loving it. Jamie, I'll come to you. And uh, of course, we've got to get Christmas out of the way first. But then the January transfer window opens. And we've had a couple of questions in um, on the social medias regarding that. And do, do you think we need to go into that window again in January? Maybe one or two out that are surplus to requirement? One or two in just to keep it fresh, just to keep our options live. And where would you strengthen? Yeah, you look, you look at what we did over the summer and you see the competition they added. I don't think it just added competition. I think there was a real belief now that um, we've added real quality. You saw we added likes of Gareth Bale. We saw we added like Sergio Reguilon to the team. And I think that that's played a big part in terms of our belief and the mentality that we can bring in big players. So um, I think it's always good to keep refreshing. I think that's something that we... We obviously struggled with recently where um, obviously we were this fantastic team. And then, of course, we kind of crumbled. And I think that's because we decided to stand still. And, and maybe Liverpool were kind of suffering from that this year where they were brilliant last year. Maybe they're not quite as good as they were last year because they, they needed to go and refresh. They needed new players through the door. And obviously they didn't really do that a great deal um, over, the, over the summer or as much as other clubs did anyway. Um, so I think I think we do. I think that it's always good to keep refreshing the team, keep bringing in new players. Um, and for me, I still think one more central t central defender is needed. I think if we can bring in one more top quality central defender, I mean, you look at kind of our options at the moment. Um, obviously, real question marks over Davinson Sanchez. So for me, I, I think a, a central midfielder is one that we're targeting, and, and maybe another attacking midfielder. I think um, the Celso has shown signs that he's a very good player, but there is maybe a lack of consistency. So um, for me, I'd add maybe one more midfielder as well. And coming to you, and uh, as I put that question to Jamie, that was actually from at under underscore your, that's easy for me to say, who did ask about going into the transfer window. And I'll, I'll ask you the same. Do we need to get into the transfer window? Would you strengthen? And I'll, I'll ask you a second question as well in with that. In the... Do you just need that little bit of luck during a season as well with injuries and with this spectre of COVID and players that are still sadly catching it? If we can get just that little run through without picking up an injury or if we, we've got a player to replace him. So would you re would you replace anyone or bring somebody in? Yeah, I mean, I, I coming on to what James is saying, I'd love another central defender. Um just to freshen it up a little bit, because as we know, the games are going to come thick and fast if we get through, you know, the Carabao Cup or the Europa or the FA Cup, we get on a good run. We're going to need squad. We're going to need squad, squad, squad. And I love that. I love new players because it brings something fresh. I love another. I love an attacking midfielder. I think the Celso, if you're picking bones, I think sometimes he's very inconsistent. He's got quality, don't get me wrong, but... I love players that play with both feet. I've always been like that. And I think if we can get someone that can play on the right, but got a good left foot, or got a good left foot, but can play on the right, as well, got a right foot as well. I'm old school. I like players that can kick with both feet. Um, I think the Celso, as I said, is good. I'm not, I'm not slating him, please, listen. Don't think I am. But sometimes he's a bit too lightweight for me. And I want to see just a, 
someone's come in. I mean, and Dombele obviously we, we wasn't here today, but I don't know someone that can strike a ball from 20, 30 yards. It's it, do you know what I mean? It's it um, and be like another Ericsson would, would be would be fantastic. Um, injuries injuries have always been a, a bit of a downer for us. We've always suffered from them. The touch wood. We we haven't been we've been all right so far this season. Um, we're you know we're three quarters of the way through it, and the future's bright. And I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in January. Hopefully, we can get some new players in. We, and that's how Liverpool won the league. That's how Liverpool won the league. There yes. was no injuries last year, yeah. so they had their consistent eleven all the time. All right, they swapped a few players here and there, but as a spine, they had Van Dyke, Henderson. Mane Salah, you know, so that's that's why and that's how they won that league last season. Good stuff. Okay, uh, Lee, coming to you, and um, before we get into the bones of the second half and a couple of incidents from that, a little stat that come up because I know you love your stats. Love Kane that. had more touches in uh, our box than he did in their box, so. Kane's doing the job that he's doing at the moment. He's not, I mean, he's getting the goals, but he's not that out-and-out striker this season. He's a bit of a man for for all seasons, isn't he? Do you think he could get a bit fed up with that and maybe look to go and be the star man elsewhere, get get his head turned? Do you see where I'm trying to go? If he's, you know, do you think he's happy with this new role he's been given? I think, honestly, I think he's going in January, generally. Honestly, <laughs> he's not getting enough assists. Honestly, he's not, and and the amount of goals he's scoring is just woeful. You know, for somebody of his ability, it's just it's just woeful. So I do I do think I generally do think he you know he should probably seek um, you know football elsewhere. To to, to to be honest, I mean when you when you look at some of his records, right, two hundred and fifty senior goals in four hundred and twenty appearances for club and country, only bettered by the likes of Lionel Messi. Like he's got a better record ratio than Cristiano Ronaldo. A hundred home goals in one hundred and forty nine appearances for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Top scorer, as I tweeted earlier, in the North London derbies with them goals, battered anyone else. The Henrys, all these amazing Arsenal players. Kane, all over it, mate. Smashed that in the back of the net for 2-0. Combined with Son for 31 Premier League goals, 11 this season. That is better than the likes of these wonderful partnerships that we've seen in the past in the, in the Premier League era, you know, such as, you know, Cole and York and, you know, Anderson and Teddy Sheringham and so on and so forth. Eight goals and 10 assists in the Premier League this season. I mean, he's, he's a third highest goal scorer in the Premier League and he's got double the amount of assists that anyone else has got in the Premier League. I think he's off, obviously, in January. Generally, think he's off. I think he'd probably get... I'll tell you what, he'll probably go to Manchester United, honestly. I think I think they're going to take him. Look, I know there's sarcasm in my voice, of course. No, absolutely no chance. I think this is the best... His post-match interview as well was brilliant. You could see, I don't care how many touches he's got in his own box. He don't care. He's doing it for the team. If he... If that means that we go and win something this season, that's that's what he's there to do. And I think that is the team effort that all pulling in the right direction. You know, you can't tug of war in a team sport, in a team environment, in a team world. You cannot have people that don't want to push in the same direction. As soon as you have that, you've got to get them out. And that's what Joe says has been so ruthless in doing. Now, Danny Rose 
He's a brilliant servant for our football club. Right? There's no doubt about it. He's a legend because he scored in his debut that outrageous goal against our Arsenal and forever be a legend for our, for our football club. As soon as jo- like Pochettino, like in and out, Danny Rose, blah, blah, blah. as soon as Jose Mourinho comes in, see you later, Danny. It's like, it ain't sold him. He's still at our football club, by the way. He's, 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 he's like training with the under-23s, but he ain't nowhere near the squad because, because Jose says, you're not going to work, you're not going to do what you're doing. I don't want you. I don't want you in the squad. And I think for me that that's that says it all. Um, Kane is. I mean, he's one of our. I can't. I can't say. Like, I can't say any more about him. I, he's just. He, he loses me for words. You know. I, I absolutely love him, and and nothing would make me cry harder for, from a sport perspective to see Harry Kane winning a big trophy like a Carabao Cup, whatever. I don't care. But with Tottenham, because he deserves it 100%. He's been absolutely sublime, any crackers. Oh, he's just been magnificent. I do. I have to say uh, thank you to Fraggle 29 that gave us the stats on Kane. I know he threw them over to you, Lee, because your little blue book and your your crazy train. And he right, pointed to be out... Fair, to be fair to, to Jason, it's, it's Fraggle, right? And to be fair to Jason... I actually tweeted the same thing. Uh, I took the I took the same stats from uh, from for, for the little blue book from Sky. So fantastic, Fraggle, to, to to get this over to us. But the stats are amazing, aren't they, Fraggle? Oh, he's he's, he's incredible. Two fifty goals from four twenty games uh, for Kane. Messi on three seven nine. So Messi's done it in forty one games. But Messi is he's a freak, isn't he? He's just a freak of nature. The, the way he plays. Um, Alan Shearer, as a comparison, Alan Shearer was 477 games to get, to get to that point. But going back, and we're probably giving him too much credit here, uh, as we were talking about the UK coverage of it, and they and um, they were speaking about the Son Kane partnership, Jamie, and they they threw it over to Graham Souness, who wouldn't give Mourinho any credit. For that partnership and the way it's worked, and he said that he's that literally Mourinho has lucked out getting those two. So, I mean, personally, I think he's actually got them both playing in a very different way. That's been so effective. So, are you of the same opinion that it's because of what Mourinho's done, or or have Spurs lucked out with that pair? Yeah, look, for me, I think that uh, Mourinho saw Harry Kane in training and he's seen that Harry Kane is more than just a goal scorer. And I think we've always known that, but it's just been really highlighted by the way that Jose Mourinho has gotten to play. He's obviously said um, on the documentary, said, we want to elevate your profile when I can see that you can do more than just scoring goals. I remember at the start of the season, when it's crazy, I'm having to defend Harry Kane because people are saying, I wouldn't take Harry Kane over Werner because Harry Kane slows up play. I wouldn't take up Harry Kane. I wouldn't take Harry Kane over this striker because um, Harry Kane only scores goals. But now he does everything, and kind of that his profile has been elevated. And we're seeing how he can dictate the game, and that there are very limited players in the world who are capable of doing that. And we're kind of. I, I'm definitely not saying he's on that same level, but it's very similar to when you see like a Ronaldo or a Messi. Um, yes, they're fantastic goal scorers. Yes, they play higher higher up the pitch, but you see them drop indeed to dictate play and. Um, that's what Kane's all about now. Jose Mourinho's seen that he's more than capable of doing that. Um, he's 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 talent. He's more than just a goal scorer, and um, and the way that Jose Mourinho's used him, he's totally highlighting that. And um, yeah, it's been just an absolute joy to watch this year, seeing him play those passes. He's just such an intelligent player. 
when he's on the ball, you fit, you never fear that he's going to do something wrong. You always think that something exciting is going to happen. Um, and, and, and that's why I just think that he's kind of just stepped up to that next level uh, the Jersey. Jamie, is he, is he, uh, and boys now listeners, is he kind of Teddy Sheridan-esque? You know, when, when, when Teddy linked up in that, in the Euro 96, for the younger listeners, that was when uh, we got to semi-finals and should have got to the final, won a tournament, whatever. Um, but, you know, when, when he linked up with Alan Shearer, you know, it was SAS. Do you remember? Shearer mm. and Sheridan. And Sheridan just unplayable, wasn't he? And yeah. Yeah, of course you Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Teddy, 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 I loved, you know, we, we spoke about him before, you know, for me, he's one of the club's, you know, best strikers, but, you know, obviously Kane's top, but, you know, I, I grew up in, in the early 90s watching him, you know, I was, I, was a, I was a young lad going to school and sharing him on me back and, you know, Holston and everything. And I think, I think Kane is a better all-round player than Sheringham. I think, you saw it today, you know, Kane dropping deep, heading defenders, heading, heading the ball away, heading, you know, for attack and etc. He's just he just wants to be a part of it. And I think Mourinho, Mourinho's chat with him at the Amazon documentary really lifted. And you could see in how his eyes, you know, when he was saying, Mourinho was saying, look, I am, you know, I am special. I am, you stick with me, kid, I'll make you rich. And that's what he's done. Kane has brought into Mourinho. You can see the fact that Mourinho loves Kane, a bit like how Mourinho loved Lampard and, and John Terry. It, it, it's that, that English way of, of playing. He loves, he, he just loves the way how his professionalism is. Off the pitch, he's fantastic. You know, um, a lot of my Arsenal mates saying he's not better, he, you know, Aubameyang's better. And I was like, okay, laugh, you know, laugh emojis, etc. Because, you know, Kane is, is one of our own. You know, he wouldn't go and spend a million pounds on five Lamborghinis. He'd rather spend X amount of thousands on a nice car and give the rest to Leighton Orient Football Club who helped him develop into the player he is today. Or because obviously his loan spell. So as a professional, on and off the pitch, he's the best. I don't care what anyone says, he is the best I've seen in many, many years. It's so great. And he's one of our own as well. It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, of course. Of course. And, and I think, you know, as Cracker said, and I think you said, Lee, like, nothing would please us more than to see that man at Wembley lifting a cup. And I think it'll be a time where we can, you know, all have a little cry and a little cuddle and go, phew, he's won something at our club rather than him going off to the Madrids of this world and winning Champions League left, right and centre, which, if he ever did, good luck to him. But, I'd love it to happen to, you know, at our club. Brilliant stuff. I touched on at the start of the show and uh, may, may I say even hogged it, but I think it, it worth, it's worth coming back to again. First game at the uh, new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium with fans allowed back in. And Jamie, I'll, I'll throw this over to you. 2,000 in there today. Man alive, that sounded like 20,000 in there, didn't it? And how magnificent were Spurs fans just throughout the game, the noise they made. So I just wanted to get a little bit from, from you three because I think it was well worth a, a mention. Just the dynamic, just watching it even from home, it was just so much better, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think in games now where we have had those crazy results where maybe the away team have gone... Um, and really dominated at, at the home side's ground. 
Um, but I think that will start to change. I think we saw against uh, with Lee yesterday, as Lee said, they played really good football, but Chelsea ended up winning and maybe the fans did make the difference. And, and today certainly made the difference because, you know, they made such a fantastic noise. There was obviously that real desire to get over the line, to really fight. It was, today was all about desire. And when you've got fans there that are really willing you on and, and, Look, we know when we were watching it from home, it was very, di it is difficult to watch um, because, you know, we're obviously having to soak up a lot of pressure and that, that can be difficult in the ground. But instead, they were there making lots of noise throughout the game. So, you know, they were a real credit to the football club. I think it was fantastic the way that they, uh, they treated the Black Lives Matter thing where they all took knee. I thought that was a really proud moment um, of the club, of course, with the horrible events that have gone over the weekend with that. So I was really proud of that. Um, but yeah, they were they really did make a big difference today. As I said, all about desire and the fans really willed them on. So fantastic today. Super stuff. Lee, for you, are you uh, you going to continue to go into this ballot and hopefully get yourself a, a ticket to get back there this season? Yeah, I will do 100% because I just, you know, I want to experience that. I know everybody coming out of that ground tonight, whoever was lucky enough to go and get tickets, um, they've done us proud, uh, like you said right at the beginning of the show and what we're talking about now. The fans were outstanding, uh, singing songs. The Moose Sissoko song came out when he'd done a brilliant bit of skill and kept the ball in midfield. Uh, you know, the Harry Kane songs are coming out. You know, to hear that again proper. Now, at one point, you know, I'm, I'm watching it on Sky and at one point I'm thinking, am, am I on channel 401 or 402? Now, 401 with the fake sound, right? Or 402 with the real sound. And it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, I, of course, I will do um, to, to try and get tickets again, you know, um, you know, in that in that wonderful South stand. It's, I, I do find it fascinating, you know, you know, where we are in the league and driving uh, kind of the, uh, the, the competition that we're and you know the, the best teams that, that end up winning the Premier League are the most consistent teams that's the reality and we have to keep going again every single game and I think you know as fans we're allowed I'm allowing myself anyway to wallow in the the the, 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 the amazingness which is being top of the league obviously it doesn't mean anything until we get to um, to, to the end of the league but John Berry at John Burr 01 um, has put a mention in there at the stats book they're loving the stats book by the way tonight um, I've got to be honest with you but John Berry said please mention that we are two points ahead of where Leicester were in the 15-16 season when they won the league at this stage of the season so again it is there is some relative I think the Leicester season, the 15-16 season, is quite quite prim, uh, uh, prominent because it's been such a weird year, isn't it? It's been such a weird season this year with COVID and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, so that comparison is a good one. So thanks, John, for, for, for bringing that in. And loads of crazy train stuff going on there as well on social media, which, uh, which is fantastic. So I, I've just been looking through some of the, the, the more stats and where, where we are in comparison to years gone by in terms of match week 11, and, you know, we're, we're, we're there or thereabouts. I mean, Liverpool last year after match uh, match week 11 was on 31 points. That's seven points more than what we've currently got. So it's um, it's a tough, tough season, isn't it, Crackers? Every game you've got to go and, uh, and win. And look, we're going to have some downtime. There's absolutely no doubt about it. But you can only go... I, I will always say, and I'll say this again, it's bite-sized chunks. Go, they're, they're talking about next game, next game. We, look, we looked at a little mini league, didn't we? We have six games. Right, can we get... 12 points out of them six games. Well, we've done three, three games. We've got seven points. So we only need to really get another five points out of the next three and we're still in the mixer. Right, let's chunk it up again. Let's go again, five, six games. What can we get out of that? And again, and again, and the next thing you know, it's the end of the season and we're top of the league.
Brilliant stuff. Just, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yes, Jamie. Just, just one thing on the supporters as well. I thought, you know, you mentioned how I think it was one of the pundits said that um, the fans wouldn't buy into it. But one thing that really stood out for me, actually, was when kind of we were in difficult moments, when we were really kind of under siege, that's when the supporters really got behind the team. And I thought that was one thing that was really pleasing. Um, and that's a real sign that they, we are going to start buying into what Jose Mourinho is doing. If we can see that the players are, are, giving, are giving everything for the shirt, then we're going to get behind them. Um, so I thought that that was something that I, I just I thought was really important to highlight, um, that the fans in the ground certainly seemed to buy into it because they were really backing the team when they needed it most. So that was also a fantastic moment. Great stuff. And coming to you and... Um, have Spurs got enough in the tank to go on all fronts this season? So still in yeah. the FA Cup, still in the League Cup, of course, Europe, the league. Have have we got enough to go, or do we do we have to maybe prioritize, maybe play a lesser team further into another one of the competitions to try and save? somewhere else. So if we're still top yeah, of the league yeah. in February, but we get a tricky tie away in the FA Cup and it's just a two or three days before a big, big league game, do we go with, with a lesser team? Do we do we drop off somewhere to try and save that position? I think something we've always been wanting is, is a squad. And we touched on it before about do we buy players in January? Of course, I think we should go and buy players in January. I think we need as many players as we can to keep them happy. You know, you've got the youngsters coming through, the Jack Clarks, the um, the Scarlets of this world and Harvey Whites and everything and who, who have come on and done and done all right. Um, would I would I risk them against the Premier League teams? Probably not. Would I risk against, you know, the FA Cup third and fourth rounds? Probably because I think we've got enough in our armour to go and, and do do some do some damage in terms of getting results. So it, it all comes down to a squad. And I think Mourinho, Touchwood, at this present time, he's managing the squad right. Obviously, we've got Thursday's game coming up. It's going to be the same side or maybe a few different players, you know, uh, against Royal Antwerp, who, who are no mugs. Let's, let's, be, let's have it right. Um, I don't think he'll go the same 11 as he did today. But I think we've got enough, enough quality to, to go out there and beat them on Thursday. And, and then we just... We just take it game by game. And I think we've got to trust Mourinho and what he's doing. I think we've said this in the past where some managers of ours have always prioritised getting top four. Well, top four is not enough for me. I, I want trophies. I want to go and, and get a good FA Cup run. You know, we've got the League Cup coming up in a couple of weeks. I want to go and win it. I don't care if, they, if people call it the Mickey Mouse Cup. I'm not bothered. It's a trophy. It will, it will spur the team on even more to go and win because they will get that taste of getting over that line, which we haven't done in many, many years. And, and you know, people might say, yeah, but we play some great football, but we never won anything. And that's that's bottom line. Facts, stats are facts. That's 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 it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate Spurs like the rest of you boys. And I want to see us with some trophies now. Excellent stuff. Coming back to today, Lee, and... How much of today was Spurs being utterly magnificent and how much of it was Arsenal being utterly abject? I don't think I can remember an Arsenal team this poor, but do we take anything away from our 
performance or how are you how are you seeing that blend of of how it panned out today well i've just i've just seen on social media and i've got to give them credit uh, at football 18 uh gianni is just tweeted that uh, a quote from from jose i don't know if it's a real quote actually but it's brilliant uh, I, I admire Mikel a lot he's a great coach it's no surprise he learned from pep unfortunately both have lost to my team two nil if he did say that if he didn't it's brilliant he should have said it but I think that sums up uh, it sums up the, uh, the the question pretty well um I did think that we made them look poor I mean if you look at the tactics even when Jose talks in his post-match press conferences he analyzes the game to the hill uh Joe Sacramento and Jose Marino in terms of the the, the backroom team for, for them two the analysts uh, the analyst of the of the game is just ridiculous, and and tactically that is something that we we have never we haven't seen before. Potocino, lots of people used to um, uh, level Potocino as not being tactically inept. I wasn't one of them. I love Poch. I, I'd have him back like you know all day long at, my, at our football club. Um, but you know they they leveled that he wasn't tactical enough. But you can't say that about Jose. There's no doubt about it. You can say that he parks a bus, but it's tactical. The way he puts players, different players in different positions, changes the uh, changes the game, analyzes the opposition, and he nullifies. And some people don't like that. Some people say, "Play." It's not necessarily just playing on the front foot because I thought we was pretty much on the front foot in the first half. If I'm honest, I thought we played really well in the, in, the, in the first half. But it's about nullifying the opposition. What we've done brilliantly against Manchester City is we we nullified the space in the middle of the pitch. So they couldn't put intricate passes together. They couldn't put through balls together. Didn't have it. And then we were doubling up in key, key areas. And sometimes we're hitting. Uh, what it looked like we wasn't defending with a back five or back six, but because Hoiber and Sissoko were dropping deep and back in, we, it, we were doubling up and nullifying their their ability to, uh, to to have intricate passes in the middle of the pitch. So that to go wide and going wide and putting crosses in the box for Manchester City is not their natural game. Guess what? Pep Guardiola, Mikel Arteta, Arsenal come to town. Exactly the same thing happened. You know, there was no space in the middle for them. Blocks and shots and, yeah, I'm blocking and shotting all day long. It's all good. You know, that Toby block, which we mentioned earlier, was absolutely fantastic. What we managed them, them to do, they had 32 crosses in the game and, and, and their natural game isn't to head, head score goals from crosses. They don't score goals. I think Alex Scott, who, by the way, I know, I know she's a gooner, but I think she's absolutely amazing. And and and, and even though she she's got from an Arsenal perspective, she analyses the game brilliantly. And she talks about kind of um, how many goals Uber has scored since he's been at Arsenal with his head. I think it was like three or four. So they're wanging in these crosses, wang, and there's no one there. But but that was Tottenham. Tottenham made that happen. Do you get what I mean, Crackers? It wasn't yeah, we, like, we frustrated them, boys. Exactly, and and uh, exactly. sorry, Luke, we, oh, well. I want us to be exact. I, I want us to be hard to beat. I don't want us to be the Spurs of old, where we, we'll score two but concede three because it's a lack of concentration, or this one has slipped over and the back pass hasn't gone to to, to Larice far enough, and someone's nicked it and scored. We've been there. I, I don't want to see that anymore. I want to see us compact. I want to see us horrible. I want people to go, I forgot. Really, we've got to play Spurs. I want that. I don't care. I want us to be horrible to play against because we've been too nice and nice don't get you anywhere. Mourinho said it. When I was Man United manager, I beat Spurs in the first minute because your mentality wasn't there. And I saw it. And he, and he, and he how many times did he do punditry? 
on Sky against us for us, talking yeah. about us. Yeah. 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 Nice don't get you anyway. Yes, Potts was brilliant, X, Y, and Z, but I, I don't, you know, for me, the day I, the day I fell out of love with Potts was the Bond unit game. And the rest, as I say, is history, 7 2. How can we applaud that? What, because, because we play some open football? It's, yeah. it's bollocks, yeah. excuse my yeah. French. I'm not yeah. applauding being, <laughs> oh yeah, we played really well in some. Did. No, we lost. Yeah. yeah, but we got to yeah. the Champions League final. But we lost. What do you want us to do? Sit there and applaud coming second? No, I don't Absolutely. want that. I want us no. to be horrible. Jamie, coming to you and the philosophy of uh, Jose Mourinho, some more of his post-match comments leading on from Lee's points there. And uh, Jose said it was a big game, a big, big game. It, it always is, no matter where either team is in the league. Uh, Arsenal gave us problems. They had an incredible spirit and was always solid. And he was really giving Arteta some, some his, his propers, as the kids would say. He was saying, you know, I'm sure he's the man to take them forward and where they are in the league is a false position for them. But, you know, you and I, we both get on social media and we can see there's a lot of discontent amongst Arsenal fans. Not that it's, uh, uh, we've got any dog in that fight at all, but do you think maybe Mourinho's talking him up to keep him in the job because he's not doing so good? Or do you think he genuinely does like him and sees him, sees him doing well with them? Yeah, I mean, I, I do that as well. I, I do actually genuinely think that he does rate Arteta, as do I. I think that Arteta is a great manager. I think that there are just genuine problems at that club. I think that um, in the dressing room, they have a, a, just a culture where it's just not... It, I, there's obviously something really wrong in that in the dressing room at the moment. And it's a case where he needs to go and be backed. But I think he, he's shown there is genuine quality in Arteta. But um, whether they'll go and back him, I don't know. But... I'm sure that Jose Mourinho does genuinely rate him. I think that he's certainly shown signs that he is a good manager. But, um, you know, that as, as long as it continues, I'm more than happy for him to remain in charge at Arsenal. Brilliant stuff. But listen, you know, we, we try and, we're trying to put out a reasonable, sensible podcast here. But I'll come to you, Lee. Just how much are you loving them? being at sixes and sevens. I know this is a Spurs podcast, but being a Spurs fan... Is loving them when they're absolutely on their uppers, isn't it? It's just, it's it's so lovely to see. You love to see them you doing love, terrible, love, don't love, you? Love you just love. don't. You do, you do, you do love to. I've got a lot of a lot of really good friends of mine, are Arsenal fans, and you know some of my family and whatever. You know why? I have no idea, but they are, and um, and you do love to see it. I think it's it's interesting. I mean, the you know the, the mind the gap stuff came out way you know a few years ago. You know we were eleven points in front of Arsenal, and I think it came out with like with a six point gap. So it might mind the chasm. I might be coming out tomorrow. You know you got the bragging rights. It's lovely to have. Uh, you know the, the story that. That if, if you don't know the history of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club and, you know, the South London club that is Arsenal and the fact that they got uh, a, um, a, a preve, if you like, to, to get into the first division and we got relegated as a result of it and then they come into the North London side. If you don't know that history and go and listen and watch and, and, and learn that a bit, that's why there's so much 
hate, I don't want to say hate, but there's so much kind of rivalry. Let's say that there's so much rivalry in there, crackers, between the two clubs. Because, you know, we feel we still feel aggrieved after after all of these years. And, you know, and, and they have been good. They have been good. You can't, you can't look at, they, they won the FA Cup last season. They went, we haven't won the FA Cup for 29 years. They won it. Uh, you know, and you think, well, you know, has it changed them? What's that happened to them? And this is where I go back to Potticino, always looking for the big prizes. And, you know, t- I'll take a Carabao Cup and an FA Cup all day long for the next five seasons on the trot, winning them two trophies and getting in top four because we ain't won trophies for, for forever. But Potch always said to us, he, he made us there. You know, that is, you know, people say about Joe, say, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But Potch made us there. Jose is making us do. And that is the reality is what is happening. And I can't credit somebody on Twitter for writing that a, a few few months back, but but that is what's happening. And, you know, and, and, and I appreciate that. And, you know, the, 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 the reality for me is that the, the football that we're playing, the, the you know, the, the chasm that is between Tottenham and Arsenal now, regardless of if they won, does it bother you that they won the FA Cup? Like, does when people, oh, we're in the FA, does it bother you? Like, you're not that bothered. because no. no. We're different. The mentality that Poch put in our head, and Joseph, I think, said it this week, it's not just about today's game. It's not about that rivalry here. It's about, you know, we're going for something big. We want to, we want to go and win, win, win some, some big trophies. And, you know, as a club, you know, when you see, when you see some of their fans talking about us saying, wow, they've got it right. You know, you look at our stadium, you look at our training facilities, you look at, that's where they should be. They, they, 10 years, 14 years ago, when they built uh, the, the Emirates, that's where they should be. And they haven't kicked on. And, and look, we haven't won anything and we always get levelled that. And I, I can't, you know, we're a Tottenham pod, right? So everyone knows that we haven't won anything and we get levelled. And, but, but the point being is that we have gone, we have grown, haven't we, crackers uh, and listeners? We have grown through the Potticino era, through the Jose era. And, and it just feels, it just feels like something's happening this year. No, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's just, you love to see it, as they say, listeners. You love to see it. All those years, if you're of an age of watching them, winning stuff and us, it is literally like a 180 at the moment. And all we need to do is just put those trophies in the cabinet to, to back it up. That that's, that's the last stage now. Every other building block just seems to be in the place at the moment. And today just showed that and highlighted that difference now and just absolutely loving it. I want I want the offices back open. I'm demanding the offices are back open this week so everybody can go into work and go and give it to their Arsenal supporting colleagues at work. It's just a shame that nothing's open for me to go and give it. But listen, we're going to take another short break now. We're going to hear a couple of previews for the upcoming Antwerp game on Thursday in the Europa League. Don't go anywhere and we'll be back very soon with our thoughts on Thursday and more. So congratulations to now against the Arsenal. What a lovely day. Yeah, thank you. I think it's been a, a great day for us. You know, Derby is always special. Uh, I think we, we deserve it. It was a, We did a good, a good first half. And the second half, maybe we, we dropped a little bit, but we wanted to, to keep that clean sheet and we did it very well. And uh, we can be proud of uh, our performance today. Defensively, outstanding again, weren't we? Yeah, like I said, we were solid. And I think the, the key in football is to be solid defensively. And I know after we, we're going to get some, uh, some chance. And that's what we've done to, today. So we can all be, be proud. Uh, the player who was on the pitch, the player who came on, even the player who, who didn't play today. But we could see we were all together and 
that's why we are here right now. Talk us through those goals, sunny strike, unbelievable, right? Yeah, from where I was, uh, I couldn't believe because it was an amazing goal. But I, I, we know the, the quality of Sonny and, and he showed it many times. So, and I'm very happy for, for him and it was an amazing goal for, for, for him. And Harry, we don't expect anything less than that. Right into the top corner, wasn't it? No. Edge, everyone knows Edge is uh, one of the best trackers in the world. And to play with him is a, is a big privilege. So we know every game he's going to get some chance or make assists. And uh, he had a good ball from, from Sonny and yeah, amazing goal as well. So I think we need to, to congratulate all the team for, for the performance and and you are happy for, for the fans. It was our, our first game since a long time ago in front of, uh, of some fans. So it was an amazing uh, afternoon for us. A derby win, a clean sheet, fans are back. We're top of the league. Don't get better, Musa, yes, does it? We can't get <laughs> We can't have better than that. So. Let's enjoy all together and uh, and be ready for, for the next game on uh, on Thursday. Well done today, mate. Well done. There's only one place to start. What a goal! No, it's uh, obviously was it uh, was uh, no. I can't I can't be humble today because what should I say? If I say yeah, it was lucky goal, probably the people are gonna say we won't believe No, it's gonna. I think you say it's a lucky goal, but. Yeah, it was a, was a beautiful and obviously we had a, this was our first chance to score a goal like this. It's a, it's a really, really good and obviously I'm more happy to get three points, not score a goal like this. I'm, I'm the guy, I'm, I want to we win the, win the games and yeah, the team performance was phenomenal. It's such an important goal though, Sonny, because it, the way these games go, to get ahead in them is so important, isn't it? Yeah, especially because Arsenal was uh, pushing hard and uh, they want to score and then we obviously we knew the chances were going to come and I think obviously we have to be so clinical, especially the fans are back and uh, playing against uh, North London Derby and yeah, it was, was a fantastic time and uh, great timing to score, uh, go, go ahead and yeah, I think the, the, the players of the fans uh, deserve uh, more than three points today. We've got talking about the fact. I mean, the fans are still in the air. They're still singing. Um, they're very happy, obviously. I mean, you spoke to us throughout lockdown. You, the amount of times you said the only thing we're missing here is the fans. I miss the fans. We want the fans back. Well, here you go. Two thousand a day. Sounded like twenty thousand. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I sounds more than twenty thousand. I thought I thought it was almost fully stadium. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, it was incredible, incredible. So we miss them a lot. Obviously, I think uh, I hope. The fans are missing us as well. But, but also only 22,000, uh, but it sounds like more than 20,000. We are really pledged, pledged uh, that, uh, that they were here. They're supporting us like, uh, like a massive, massive game. And obviously we want to give it them something back. And then that's what we've done. I think uh, the lads done a fantastic job for them as well. And uh, the fans, what I said before, the fans deserve more than three points today. And you set up Harry for the second goal, the all-important second goal, and um, Harry is now the top scorer of all time in this derby. This derby goes back 100 years, so that is some achievement, isn't it? Oh, incredible, incredible. I don't know what should I say about Harry, because um, there's not, nothing, nothing to say, because he's incredible, he's such a good guy, he's working hard, so... You know what... I don't know what, what word uh, should I say more. I think uh, this guy... Deserve more. I think he wants work. He works so hard for this club and for for us. And I think I'm really, really 
happy to play with him and really enjoy play with this guy and yeah I hope uh, many more to come for him and uh, I will try to help him as well well whether you like it or not you have now scored one of the best goals in the North London derby ever and we're top of the league what a day eh? Uh, no I mean, I mean uh, when you see the I was really uh, not sad but uh, you know when you see the social media before the before the kickoff my goal was not involved so you know and then uh, obviously I hope that uh, the clip or the, the goal could be using forever <laughs> I hope so and uh, and uh, yeah what should I say I think yeah it's, 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 a, it's a really happy happy night amazing night and I just want to enjoy this night and just want to feel forever this feeling well done today mate thank you bye Jose, congratulations, 2-0 win, fantastic performance, so disciplined. What, what have you got to say about the performance? Complete performance. Uh, when we need to have the ball, we had it. When we need to be aggressive in transitions, we were. When you needed to world-class strikers uh, to score amazing goals, they did. When we need a low block, compact, uh, with solidarity, with effort, with organisation, we had it. When we need a goalkeeper to make couple of saves, not much, but when we needed he was. We had everything. We had even, I believe, 2,000 uh, fans uh, enjoying and pushing the way it was possible for them to uh, to do it. So good. We are top of the league for one more week, which is, which is good fun. We have to laugh. You were right behind Sonny's goal. You'd have watched that all the way into the net. What did you think? Ah, crazy. Crazy. I, my son was just behind. And I, I turned and I looked to, to him and his face was like, oh, and probably my face was the same. And today Harry becomes the all-time record goal scorer in North London derbies. Um, this goes back to 100 years. He's now the top scorer. Arsenal yeah. and Tottenham. Yeah. And I think I'm the second yeah, coach two two. to win two matches in a row against Arsenal, no? Happy days, isn't it? Yeah. Top of the league. Happy days. Win against Arsenal. Yeah. But Thursday we have another fight in here and we need to win if we want to finish first. It's just, I mean, defensively we're so strong, Jose, at the moment. I mean, obviously, I mean, you, you've, you've been... No, 50% is organisation, but 50% 50 is desire. Yeah. Is desire, is commitment, is solidarity, is, is, is them. Is them. Because coaches to organise teams, we all know how to organise teams. Uh, but the place to be willing to, to put that, that spirit, that mentality is up to them is everything is them final one on the fans Jose you said before the game I want them to be I wanted them to play yeah uh, they played they, and did. they did didn't they? they did they did they did they did play but uh, in this stadium 2000 looks empty and uh, why not 4000 in the next one <laughs> hey this is Bob from the Vierkante Paal the podcast made by Antwerp fans uh, I was asked to give a little preview of uh, the game next Thursday Tottenham um, versus Antwerp um, well for me personally it's uh, it's one of the uh, nicest games we will play in well I would say almost 20 years uh, we've been in second division for a really long time and we've only been back to first uh, division in Belgium uh, since uh, 2017. So it's our fourth season, third or fourth season in uh, in the first uh, division. And um, it's going really well, but um, we haven't played a lot of um, 
this kind of uh, games the last couple of seasons. So uh, it'll be great to be there for the players. Unfortunately, we as the fans, we, we won't be there. Um, another reason it's quite special for us as a team is that Antwerp was founded by English students back in 1880. Um so I'm not going to say we're an English team, but we're really, um, we got really influenced by English uh, soccer, English football. Um, we support our singer chants, our songs in English. Uh, we have that same raw passion about football. It's the same raw passion in this, in the stadium. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, Maybe it's weird to say, but we're, I think, the most English-looking uh, kind of team in Belgium. So it's really special to to come over to Tottenham to play the game. It's also really unexpected that uh, this game will be uh, decisive for who who's going to uh, uh, become first in the group. Um it's only our first year back in Europe, and it's really unexpected to to be uh, on top of the in the on top of the league, uh, two uh, points ahead of uh, Tottenham. Um, so yeah, for us, it's it's really exciting. Um, our team is doing reasonably well in the, um, in uh, the Belgium uh, um, Belgium doing right now. Um, some games are really good. Um, some games like today was is a little bit. Today was a little bit uh, less. We uh, we lost four to two um, in Genk. Um, and yeah, for next Thursday, I expect us to play with with our strongest uh, strongest team. I don't think our coach will uh, let the, the the key players uh, I don't think he will give the the key players any rest so I expect Richie de Laat um he's uh he's in he used to be he used to play in England for quite some years in uh Leicester uh, Man United um I think he played for a team so uh he knows he knows English uh, football really well and then of course Rafailov, our um, our midfielder Miyoshi, our Japanese player, who's having a really great season. So um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a difficult game for us because let's let's be honest, Tottenham is a uh, a great team, normally a much stronger team. Um, so I would really be happy with a draw, one to one or two to two. That would be enough for us to uh, to end up first in the league uh, in the in the group. Um, but what I've uh, what I find dreadful, the most dreadful, is that we won't be there. Uh, the fans won't be there. Normally, this would have been the trip of a lifetime. Uh, I, I'm I won't exaggerate if I say that at least a few thousand. Enter fans would come over, not to the stadium, but at least uh, to London and to support the team. And it's it's a pity that we won't be there. But anyway, um, let's hope for a one-to-one -one draw and I'll be really excited. Anyway, best of luck with, uh, with the game 
and uh, see you guys on Thursday. To be fair, I think a lot will depend of uh, the intentions with uh, with which uh, Antwerp will travel uh, to uh, to London. Are they going for the group win? Do they want to win this group, or do they, do they see this game as uh, as a last game? And the yeah, it definitely will be for Antwerp being a smaller club playing against a club of such stature. It will always be feel like the icing on the cake traveling to London, playing in a big stadium, a venue, which they would have never seen uh, in their lifetime. It will be something special for them, but yeah, all will depend on the intentions of, of, the, of, of the manager. Does he feel that this is the most important game or does he see that the next league game is the most important game? Although he's not been the one to make a lot of changes, uh, also not over the last few weeks, um, Antwerp has has a lot have, have lost a little bit of their edge in the Belgian league. I think it's uh, it's uh, it's because they have a smaller squad and they play on a Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. We all know how difficult it is. Premier League managers uh, like to cl- complain about it too. So and definitely when you have uh, you have uh, yeah, players of less quality. Less stamina, I'm not used to that. Like Antwerp, that's the first season back back in Europe. You get tiredness. I I think they they won't change a lot as the manager. It's not Ivan Lik is not somebody to change, so he will just be playing in this uh, usual three four three system. Others will say it's a it's a five two two one system, depending on if they are attacking or if they are defending. Uh, so um possible lineup in goal there will be Jean Boutet, French goalkeeper at the back it will be Sec Gilin in the center French defender or Batubinska, another French defender and then on the left uh, of the of the three man defense the right foot at uh, Richie Delat who used to play for every club in uh, in England except for Spurs uh, it's been at Leicester it's been at uh, Manchester United of course at Stoke City at Middlesbrough, at Aston Villa, he's done a tour around England, and um, yeah, he's now back at his boys club. Uh, it's always good to have a player like that in your team. Uh, he really used to support Antwerp as a kid, he's a local boy, and he even has the the Antwerp Cathedral uh, on his uh, on his arm, like a tattoo, just not not the same as Toby Alderweireld, but it looks like it, and yeah, it's. Quite obvious if, if Spurs are playing against Antwerp, two boys from Antwerp with the Cathedral, it could have been the, the Battle of the Cathedrals, but I don't think uh, Alderweireld will be playing after after his uh, magnificent game against uh, against Arsenal. Having been injured for, for, for 14 days, I don't think Jose will take a risk with him. I think he will be safe and sound, sitting on a bench and, and watching, although he would have liked to have played that game in Antwerp because in his career, because he, he, he left as a young boy at the age of uh, 15, he left his, his hometown. He's never played a professional game in his home, the home city he loves. So that's a bit of a pity that he didn't play, but I don't think he would mind missing this one. Then uh, midfield, four-man midfield will be Miyoshi, a uh, Japanese player on the rise, I guess. He, uh, he, he's, he's a regular, so mostly he plays there, could be, could be put up too, but um, 
yeah, it, it, Miyoshi was the one that, that Jose mentioned in his, his press conference when he was at Antwerp. I still remember that one that he suddenly dropped his name. It must have been a player that uh, that the scouts uh, that the scouts mentioned in their reports. An energetic winger who can keep on running. The type that, that Jose uh, that Jose Mourinho loves. Uh, in midfield, Dan, central midfield, Faris Arun, their captain was suspended uh, suspended this weekend against Genk, so he will be playing Hongla, another central midfielder is irregular, so he will be in the squad. And on the, on the left, uh, Ivan Leko can choose between uh, the Norwegian Euclid. He's, he's irregular, so you expect him to play, or Jordan Lukaku, brother of Big Rom, but he's only joined them uh, on deadline day, and yeah, as he as he has had two years of injuries and barely playing, he he still has some physical work to do. So he has to catch up some form. So I'm not sure you're gonna play him against Spurs. It can work. It can't work. Then uh, attacking midfield wise, they they have a, had their COVID issues. Uh, Peter Kerkens, uh, their attacking midfielder, he tested positive for COVID uh, last weekend, so he's not available. But instead. There will be, uh, I think, Bena Christian Benaventa will be playing. Uh, Benaventa. Benaventa is a Peruvian midfielder who used to play for uh, Real Madrid's uh, second squad. And uh, yeah, he's had quite remarkable career. He played for MK Dons in the championship. Then he moved to Charleroi in the Belgian, in the Belgian league. And then his uh, FC Pyramids, uh, an Egyptian team, suddenly bought him for 6 million euros in Charleroi. Or a small team, small budget. They it was enough that they just couldn't uh, reject, so they sold him. And after one year, he's back in uh, in the Belgian league again. He was loaned to to Nantes in uh, in uh, in France uh, last year, and now on loan to Antwerp. So we'll see uh, what he can achieve. Uh, but he's an excited an exciting player to watch. But as he's played on the lower level for a year, we have to see if he's up for it uh, in the Europa League. He will be playing alongside Leo Refalo, a veteran in the Belgian league, has played for Bruges for years, is now at Antwerp, has always uh, put his stamp on teams as a creative midfielder, assists, goals. He's, uh, he's getting older now, but still he has that touch of magic definitely in the Belgian league. Um, where the level is a bit lower than, for instance, the Premier League. And yeah, up front, they only have one good striker, that's Dio Merci Mbokani, 35 years old. He was, uh, he was top scorer in the Belgian, uh, the Belgian League last year. Yeah, this player, he's had a, had a long career, played at, at Wolfsburg in Germany, at Monaco first, at Standard in Belgium, Anderlecht. And he didn't make his breakthrough at the highest level. He's been transferred to, to Dynamo Kiev too. He's been on loan at Hull City, at Norwich. As he had as a as a young guy, he had loads of potential, but he didn't really fulfill it uh, in the Belgian league when he really wanted. He was the best, by far the best. But sometimes he lacked a little bit of of, uh, of ambition, determination, and I think he's now catching up a little bit. Uh, the Bocani we're seeing now is more professional, more looking after himself. And if you're still performing at the age of 35. That means that you're looking after yourself quite good. So um, he doesn't train a lot anymore. He, he just 
does his exercises and stays fit by playing games. Uh, so he'll definitely be one to watch because he always has a goal, a goal in him. So yeah, but we will see what the intentions are of Antwerp. Uh, uh, icing on the cake, winning the group for Belgian team, winning winning the group with 15 points. Uh, out of six game would be just fantastic. It would be good for for the European coefficient too, because uh, Belgium will lose a good year in the coefficient ranking, so in the UFO ranking. So we can use that. Um, yeah, for Antwerp, the the European campaign is already a success. It can only become even more a success if if you beat Spurs twice. But don't see that happening. Spurs away, but never say never in football. I might have jinxed it now. And we're back. And uh, thank you so much for that preview of the Antwerp game. Little bit of Europe coming up on Thursday night. Soon to be Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, touching everything that's wooden. Fingers crossed next season. We uh, drop back from Thursday back into Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But listen... We can only do what we've got this season. That's Thursdays, that's Europa League. And listeners, I'm old enough to remember us winning it in 84. And I can tell you, I know a lot of people besmirch the competition and you're playing this team and that team. When you get to the business end of it, there's some very, very decent teams in now. And honestly, one of the greatest nights ever. So if you're one of the youth that listens in and tunes into the show and you're a little bit undecided about the Europa League, if we make that final, let me tell you, and if we win it, you are going to be off the scale over it. So, yes, it's it's a great thing to be in and an even greater thing to win. So, Antwerp at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Thursday and it literally is a go-for-broke shootout. Whoever wins tops the league, avoids the Champion League dropout teams. So I'll start with you, Jamie. Do we make wholesale changes again for Thursday, given that we have Palace at the weekend? Yeah, well, look, this is a frustrating thing for me. I mean, you look at if we were to completely change the side, and I think we did change the side against Ludogrets at home, I think it was. And there seemed to be no problems, but obviously we made a lot of changes uh, last week and it was a very disappointing performance. So I want the the players that are going to be playing in that game to show a really, really strong attitude that they're absolutely going to win. There's no excuses for me. It's a home, it's home game. There'll be supporters there. We have to go and win this. I'm not, I'm not uh, kind of knocking the quality of Royal Antwerp. I think that we, you know, would be naive to kind of dismiss that, but really this is a game that we have to be winning. Um, on paper and and just I think it's a game that we absolutely no excuses for this one I want to see the players really turn up really show a great attitude um, show the desire that we saw today to get the win uh, from the the guys that were featuring against Arsenal today we need to see that same desire so um, yeah I think it's it's going to be a team where we're going to probably see a couple of the players that did that did feature today but um, I think the majority will be uh, mostly changed because we've still got a really quality squad there. And coming to you, Antwerp, as we saw in the away game, are, uh, to uh, coin a phrase, no mugs. They're, uh, no. they're, they're a pretty decent decent side. Yeah. And we've got to be at our, at our best, if we, especially if we do put a, t- a squad team out. So 
But hey, we're at home and there's 2,000 fans in again. So how do you see that game? Would you make wholesale changes again? I, I wouldn't make I wouldn't make uh, as many changes as we did against Lask. I think um, it would be nice to see uh, Vinicius up front uh, with Bale and maybe Mora just behind. Delhi playing, give him a run out. Uh, I think Sissoko and Hoybier might play. Uh, and then he'll just change, you know, the back four. Obviously, Davis, Doherty. Um, I'm not very confident. I think he'll play Tanganga. It's just who, who Tanganga plays with. Uh, is it going to be uh, Sanchez or is it going to be uh, Dyer or Aldevaro? I don't know. I'm just hoping that he picks a good side that can go out there and beat them. We go out there, beat them, get two, two goals first half and then we can sort of, you know, shut up shop and, and get and pull it and you know get top of that table. Lee, is there any benefit in putting a strong side out to start with? Almost a, a Premier League starting eleven, trying to get a couple of goals in front. Because let's face facts, if we if we play our Premier League eleven versus them, we should have enough in our tank to get a couple of goals up. And then maybe just go out and defend that, or do we just try and hold a little bit and and get ourselves through with with a squad squad eleven? How, how would you turn out against them? I, I like what Jamie said uh, before, actually, in the lot in the last pod about you know wholesale changes for home games versus wholesale wholesale changes for away games. It didn't work last week, did we? We, we were we were woeful, um, and uh, and I think I do think that the players. Whether or not they mean to do it, crackers or not, I think subconsciously maybe that they're they're approaching the Premier League differently to the Europa League, um, and I think that that's that is a process, that is a learning process, and like we said last last week, you know we haven't changed the mentality, the mentality is changing, and that is different, you know we're in the process of changing, um, so actually coming up at the Europa League, knowing that we've already qualified, knowing that we're also at home, and knowing that we kick off at uh, quarter past two on Sunday away to Palace. You know, we're not having to travel to an away game in the Premier League because it's, you know, South London, Palace. Uh, and we're not having to travel in the Europa League either. So I think he might make wholesale changes because it's at home. Um, and, and quite frankly, I'd like to see the likes of, you know, Deli Alley. He, again, he wasn't in the squad today, but I'd like to see this, likes Deli Alley. I love the fact that fans were singing his name today. I thought that was massive. Um, and it shows that, you know, a lot of a lot of Tottenham fans are still hoping that, that he can come through. So, uh, but, 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 the big but is we've got to get the job done because I, I take your point, you know, there was bigger teams. There's, there's Manchester United, PSG and RB Leipzig in one group. One of them teams are going to be third place and one of them teams are coming in the Europa League. Uh, simple as that. So you've got situations like that. You've got situations like Inter Milan, um, you know, potentially dropping uh, dropping into. So you've got some big, big teams. Regardless of whether you think it's right or wrong, the reality is they're coming into they're coming into 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 that phase. So I think it is important to win the group. Um, but I also do think, you know, bar attitude, which we we I banged on so much about last week, uh, or sorry, on Thursday. I think that we have got a good enough squad to put out nine, ten changes and, and win that game. Like I generally do. I don't think Antwerp will come. To, they, they will. They will come knowing that you've already qualified, knowing, thinking that it's happy days and there's no pressure on them. So they're dangerous for that. There's more pressure on us than there is on them. But I think that you know, when you look at 
crackers. When you look at the other teams, the Man Cities, the Liverpools, whatever, you know, the uh, talking about games and talking about injuries and all that sort of stuff. Touch wood, we've been pretty lucky this year so far. We've had our fair share last year and the year before, so like maybe we're due one. But but if we keep playing the same players every week, which we haven't been, I think Jose's managed it brilliantly so far, then we will end up getting injuries. You know, like Hoiber, for example. Like, he shouldn't be playing uh, um, against Antwerp, in my opinion. Because, you know, he's playing every bloody game. You know, we're relying on him. There's no one to come in to, to substitute him. So, like Ant said, like Vinicius up front, uh, you know, he gives Kane a rest and he's been giving Kane a rest. And I think that's brilliant. But Hoiberg, Son, they've been playing, you know, get, get the Gareth Bowers. Get, now, where's Lamella? Like, for example, Lamella was having a decent season again for the first seven games. And guess what? After the first seven games, again, he's injured. Like, where is he? You know, get, get him, try and get him fit, get him on the field. So, I would make at least six or seven changes. I would definitely put Joe Hart back in the sticks and say, Go and have a decent game for God's sake, because you didn't cover yourself in glory. Um, and I'd make sure that the players that that were that we took to task against Lask, um, they they performed this time around. Give them another shot. That's what I would do personally. Good stuff. So Thursday night, I think we're all confident of getting the win by hook or by crook, top in the league. Then on to Sunday, two Sundays running, playing a South London team. What are the chances, eh? <laughs> All right, listen, that just leaves me to say a massive thank you on an absolutely glorious day to uh, Jamie. Jamie, thank you so much for your input once again. Enjoy your week, won't you? Yeah, no, I, th I think it'll be quite a nice week uh, given the result and obviously where we are on the table and where they are on the table. So, uh, yeah, I think an another important stat that I just wanted to quickly highlight was that Hyungmin Son's goal, of course, a fantastic goal, moves him level on goals, scored in the Premier League this season, uh, with the, t the team currently starting 15th. So I just thought that's a stat that I'd just start. <laughs> Brilliant. Anthony Costa, thank you once again, as always. I'm sure nah. you'll enjoy your week. There's one or two donors you've got in your phone book, in now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're going to be getting it from all barrels. Don't worry about that. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy, just like Jamie and, and Lee and yourself. You know, let's just, Chris, get, let's win the next game. Let's win the next two games and... Let's just get in amongst it. Love it. Let's go. Come on, you Spurs. Super stuff. And finally, not leastly, we'll come to uh, Mr McQueen. Lee, give us a few destinations with that train this week. Stopping at... No, no, absolutely. I mean, I think I think we're actually stopping at trophy, trophy, and maybe a couple more trophies. <laughs> trophies are coming. The train turns into, as famously said by Chris Callum, one of our own, the the crazy train may well turn into the party bus. We we don't know. Let's not get carried away yet. But what I would say is that games are coming thick and fast. We've taken seven points out of them three games. We've we've, we've conceded zero goals uh, out of them three tough, tough fixtures. And we've got another tough couple of games with Antwerp and Palace and then Liverpool three days later. This is going to be the crux these next three games. Get through them and we go again. Come on, you Spurs. Good stuff. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for downloading tuning in, listening in, sending your questions in. We do love it. We love how you interact with us. It's fantastic. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll be back after the Antwerp game. And as ever, from the top of the league, shouting down, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.